Hello, people of God. My name is Ralph Apia. And um, today I welcome you to another exciting edition of The Word. Last week I brought you the part two series of the, the Word I titled Men Full of the Holy Spirit. We spoke about four different characteristics of men that are full of the Holy Spirit. And this week I am going to speak about who is the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm going to start with the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to explain why the Holy Spirit is a person, um, and 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 why what makes him a person, and why we should deal with him as a person. And and, and just like we have a, a relationship with friends and and our wives and our husbands, that it is important we have such intimate relationship with this person of the holy spirit so i pray that today's word is going to bless you it's going to encourage it's going to grow you in the word and build your relationship with the holy spirit let us pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for such an opportunity to share your presence with other people that in times as this, we pray that, Lord, speak to us, reveal your word to us. That as we listen to your word this day, we pray that, Lord, let intimacy be built. Let desire be built. Let hunger be grown in us. And let thirst be increased in our lives. We thank you. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, uh, Encounter Ministry actually is... Mission is to draw people's attention back to the person of the Holy Spirit because it looks like the church has lost what God, the purpose at which Jesus or God sent the Holy Spirit to us. And, and, and the reason why Jesus told the apostles to tarry in Jerusalem because for them to wait for this Holy Spirit that He spoke about. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to speak to you about the person of the Holy Spirit. What makes him a person? Why do we call him a person? Why don't we? That, why isn't it a thing? Now, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person because he also has feelings. Um, he can become angry. He can become sad. He can be blasphemed against, and all these things. The, these these are. A thing cannot have feelings. When you speak a stone, a stone doesn't have feelings. You can throw a stone to another place and it will rather land there without even hurting itself. It wouldn't shout that I am hurt. It wouldn't shout that I am angry. Now, let me prove to you that the Holy Spirit actually has feelings. And, 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 and there are times where he's angry. There are times where he's sad. And, and our actions and our attitude as, as believers sometimes saddens the Holy Spirit. And and, and, and blaspheming against him and all these things now Isaiah chapter 63 the verse 10 the bible says that yet they rebelled and grieved his holy spirit so he turned and became their enemy and he himself fought against them so it makes you understand that Isaiah was speaking about when the people of god actually rebelled and grieved when 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 we speak about grief when we say grief grief can actually means to sadden something or to to sad when someone is grieved the person is sad the person has been hurt the person is sad so when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you sad, you make him sad. So this is one scripture that proves to us that indeed he is a person that gets sad. And the Bible says that so the Holy Spirit what he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. That there are times where we have to understand that our actions actually makes the Holy Spirit sad. We have lost focus of the intimate relationship we need to have with the Holy Spirit, and it has all become about what I want, what I want. That we have lost focus of 
of what the person of the Holy Spirit needs in our life, what he wants us to do. It is all about what we want and not what he wants. Matthew chapter 12, the verse 31. This scripture actually scares me a lot of times. And, and it says that Jesus said to them, he said, And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Matthew 12, Matthew 12 31. Now, Jesus said that if you can even insult me as Jesus, you can speak against me as much as you want, you'll be forgiven. But the thing you will not be forgiven is when you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. That is how important the Holy Spirit is. That is how important we need not to joke around with the Holy Spirit. He is that important in, 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 the, in the Godhead that when you blaspheme against him, you will not be forgiven. Jesus was making them understand the importance and the relevance of the person of the Holy Spirit. That he also has feelings. And when he's at, when you compare Isaiah chapter 63, the Bible says that, And he himself fought against them because they, they rebelled against the Holy Spirit. And Matthew chapter 12, when you compare such scriptures, you understand that when you rebel against the Holy Spirit, when you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you actually bring problems to your own self. You actually bring issues to yourself. So when we are doing certain things and we are speaking against certain men of God who are carrying the Holy Spirit, let's be careful because that is why the Bible says, uh, when, when you remember in the book of Acts, that Peter, when Ananias and Sapphira came and they lied against the Holy Spirit, the Bible makes us understand that they just fell and they died why because the holy spirit isn't to be joked around with if you knew how important he was in our life you wouldn't just mess around with the holy spirit you wouldn't just be calling him when you need to see something in the realms of the spirit or be calling him because you want to see visions but you'll be talking to him like you talk to your wife to your partner that same spirit that rose christ from the dead is in you what what are you telling me that you can have that relationship you have with your wife with the holy spirit and you are telling me the only time you will you will, you will call upon him is when you need him do you call your wife only when you need her? Or you call your wife every day to check up on her? Listen, it is that we come to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Enough is enough. Let us build that intimacy with Him. As, as Paul always says that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. He always speaks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. He made, that, he made them understand that it is important to have the fellowship of the Spirit of God. That when you are fellowshipping with the Holy it is important not be just after we spoke in tongues. Not just after we are filled and we spoke in tongues but there was more to the person of the spirit hallelujah so the holy spirit can actually be, be grieved he can actually be hurt the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says that and do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption so that is how important he is to us do not just make him sad do not just Hate the Holy Spirit. Listen, we do certain things that, uh, listen, until you come to have that intimacy with the Spirit of God, you will not understand certain things I'm teaching you and certain things I'm explaining to you. When you are having that intimacy, you see, it, it, is, it is so amazing when people get married or have relationships and, and when their partners are sick and ill and, and moody, they can actually feel it in their spirit. That is how much when you are one with the Holy Spirit, when he is sad, you know he is sad. When he is crying, you know he is crying. You, when he says something, you know this is what he wants. So it is what you want him to feel pleased with. That is what you do. 
But the moment you ignore him and he's in tears and he's crying and he has given up and he 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 is he, he's sad and grieved. How does he feel when your wife or your partner is grieved and sad? You don't feel excited. You don't feel okay. So why are we treating the Holy Spirit like just a thing? Like just a, he just something that needs to push people on under the power of the Holy Spirit or under the power when we need Him as part of of our work with God. We need Him as part of our work with God. Hebrews chapter 10, the verse 29, the Bible says, that How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? So it makes you understand that the Holy Spirit has feelings. He can be insulted. He can be blasphemed against. He can be sad and he can be angry. These are scriptures I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit isn't just a thing. He isn't a thing. Listen, I know you have heard it somewhere that he's a person, but I'm trying to prove to you in scripture that the Holy Spirit, you can have that relationship, that intimacy you have with your best friend. He can become your best friend. You can walk with him. You can talk to him. You can smile with him. You can cry with him. He is there for you every minute you call him. I love how Benahin and, and Kachinkoma speak about the Holy Spirit. They make you excited because it, they make you understand that the Holy Spirit is so much of a person we need with us in these times. In these times of COVID-19 or, or, or coronavirus, if we were men that were so connected to the person of the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be affected in any way, we wouldn't be now reactive to the things that we are hearing because the spirit of god has spoken to us has comforted us he has he has instructed us so we know what is about to happen and we know what is not about to happen and we know how this will end and we know how it won't end we don't even ask the holy spirit for directions anymore no more connection with the Holy Spirit. Listen, we are tired of a generation who don't know God, who don't even have relationship with the Holy Spirit. Listen, we are tired of such a generation that all we know is to speak in tongues. But when we ask you that who is the Holy Spirit, all you can say is the, the comforter, the advocate. You can quote the scripture, but the question is, do you know him practically? Is do you Have you encountered him in your life? Are you Walking in the presence, is it just about when the wind blows like cold and you feel him around? Is it just when it's like fire on your head or you know him practically as a person? Listen, there is more to this relationship with God. Let us build ourselves with the, with, with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to also understand that the Holy Spirit has intentions. He shows willfulness. He loves, he communicates, he instructs us, he prays for us, he testifies. These are things that shows that he's indeed a person. Because a thing cannot actually instruct you. A cup, when a cup is there, the cup cannot instruct you to take it. The cup cannot teach you. The cup cannot communicate with you. Let me quote scriptures for you to understand. Listen, I'm just making you understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. So what I'm trying to do is to... 
analyze and to emphasize on the things that makes him a person and why you need to entreat and invite and invite him into your life not just as a wind and a fire and and but as a person in your life as your best friend someone you can work with someone you can talk with in these times of of loneliness when you think you are alone you call him into your room you, listen but i remember benihin in his book good morning holy spirit said there were times when he's going that the holy spirit tells him a little bit more that that is how much he has feelings he gets sad when we are not fellowshipping with him he gets sad when we don't even talk to him how does your partner feel when you don't call them for days or for years for months they feel bad they feel sad they feel hurt that is how much we have to we are treating the spirit of god as if he's our ex as if we don't need him anymore but when it's time for a child we need a child we need a car we need a house then we go back to him and we are speaking to listen let's stop treating the holy spirit as 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 a solution center and treat him like the person he deserves to be he's not a connection man he's the best friend we can have Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 20 the bible says that you gave your good spirits to instruct them you did not withhold your manner from their mouth and you gave them water for their test so this number one scripture makes you understand that there are times where the holy spirit instructs us there are times where when you have this relationship with you he instructs you he he he, he teaches you he gives you instructions what to do what not to do in these times in these days in this generation we don't even listen to the voice of the spirit anymore it's all about what my pastor has said what my father said what my boyfriend said what my, listen we don't even pray for partners anymore we don't listen to what god says concerning our marriage anymore you know we just get up and the fact that we have the giftings we feel we have to preach anywhere now when we are invited to any pulpit we just step to any pulpit. we don't even ask the holy spirit for direction i remember in the in the bible in the book of acts when paul was prevented from entering the province of asia and, and they had to go to macedonia and they met a woman called Lydia and her whole household was saved because because Paul actually listened to the instruction of the Holy Spirit but in these times the fact listen the fact that he was going to the Asia province it wasn't a bad thing he was going to do he was going to preach the gospel of Christ but there are times where we need to listen to the instruction of the Holy Spirit there are better things than what we think is good there are better things than what we think is good. The Bible says in John 15, 26, the Bible says that when the advocate comes, whom I send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. So this is another pe- uh, quality of a person of the Holy Spirit who who, who comes and, and, and the purpose of him also is to testify about Jesus. So the moment you are intimate with Holy Spirit, he points you to Jesus. He testifies about Jesus. So your heart becomes full of the love of Christ. Your heart becomes full of christ in christ 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 so when you are moving it is all about testifying about christ when you have the spirit of god in you christ becomes your message so the pastors that are preaching are not preaching christ it's not their fault they have lost the intimacy with the holy spirit because the moment you have intimacy with him you testify about jesus people that are not preaching christ anymore we have lost intimacy because the cry of the holy spirit is jesus oh call abba shahata 
In the same way, Romans chapter 8, the verse 26 to 27, the Bible says that in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings, and He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. A thing cannot pray. A wind cannot pray. But a person can pray. Listen, we need to go back to the place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Acknowledging the Holy Spirit as a person. Understanding that we need the Holy Spirit as part of our lives, as our best friends, as our partners, as just like our 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 partners. We need God in our lives. We need the person of the Holy Spirit as part of our lives. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We need to go back to the place of relationship with the Holy Spirit. I would say is that I... Romans chapter 15 verse 30 says, I urge you brothers and sisters by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. So the Holy Spirit also loves. He said by the love of the Spirit. So a, a, a thing cannot love you. A thing cannot love you. Listen, today I just came to show you scripture about who the holy spirit is that he is a person we need to have time for he's a person we need to continue speaking to every day not one time not two times not three times every day every minute build intimacy build a relationship go deeper with him every day of your life he let him invade you i remember back in, in the university when when i read good morning holy spirit and there was so much desire to know more of him and i actually closed my door shut everything and i was like holy spirit come if you don't come i'm not leaving and actually i felt him enter into my room and and all i could hear was 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 what i i my, i was so silent i couldn't say anything and i was face down and all i could do was to sob i was just sobbing i was just groaning i was just, I, I was not spe- i couldn't speak i couldn't actually open my eyes. all i was doing was groaning i was groaning i was groaning and and i was so enjoying the presence of the spirit of god and I could get up and I could just say good morning, Holy Spirit. And I would feel his presence enter into the room. And, and I was so much in enjoyment that like I was not struggling with the things of God. But when I left the place of intimacy, I realized my life changed. I was going back to things that I had stopped doing in the past. Lifestyles that were just giving the Holy Spirit. That when I had that intimacy, I could say no too easily. It became easy. It became difficult for me to say no. Listen, beloved, let's go back to the place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Today I came to remind you that there is a person of the Holy Spirit. He was given to us when Jesus left. And this person of the Holy Spirit, there is great things he wants us to do. Listen, Philip vanishing when the Holy Spirit took him wasn't just anything. It was small. The Bible says that there are greater things we shall do. We have not done them because the, the church has lost such fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We have lost intimacy. Let us go back to the place of intimacy with the Spirit of God. God bless you so much for listening. 
I'm going to reach you same time next week. Bye-bye.